the alternative stories and fake realities podcast audio drama poetry fiction you're listening to the alternative stories and fake realities podcast this edition is called raven In this short podcast, we'll bring you monologue from Karis McRoberts. We look ahead to our new audio drama, The Seeing Trees by Caitlin Felix, with a short trailer and some thoughts on the story from Caitlin herself. We also look at the ways in which the podcast has changed during the coronavirus lockdown, with an extended version of a piece by Amy Forrest, which originally appeared on the BBC radio show podcast radio hour. We also look a little further into the future with some updates on forthcoming editions of the podcast. But first, Karis McRoberts is a writer, poet, and actress from Northern Ireland, and in 2019, she was selected as a BBC New Creative. In a moment, you'll hear her story, The Raven's Call. But first, Here's Karis herself to introduce it. My name is Karis and I'm the writer of The Raven's Call. So The Raven's Call came to me in lockdown. I wrote it in isolation. We currently have what is known as an unkindness of ravens currently nesting quite near to our house. I think walking past them each day, it was giving me the creeps a little bit. In Irish mythology, obviously I'm originally from the north of Ireland. In Ireland we see a raven as a creature of foreshadowing and foreboding and I can't help but be a little bit superstitious myself. It was quite unsettling. I was quite interested in writing something about isolation and myth kind of combined and I thought there was nothing better than the story of Deirdre of the Sorrows. How as a young girl she was born incredibly beautiful. Because of her beauty she was kept away and locked away in a forest, isolated. So I thought I wanted to use this idea of the foreboding wise raven to kind of send a warning to a reincarnation or a modern version of her and combine the old story of the myth with new and the idea of us in in modern isolation. I've always loved ravens, I've always been scared of ravens and I think they're an incredibly useful storytelling tool. As soon as you put a raven in a piece, people know what is to come. spring. Great. Another rainy day in Ulster. Leaving a trail, a brief life behind, they trickle, chase, 
each on separate paths about to face the inevitable, journeying soon to meet their end. But which will win? Alas, they slowly merge. A sigh, a shame, my breath misting the window pane, and draw a pair of lips which I slowly kiss, my head cool against the glass. What fool am I? In my dreams his are red as blood, this man I wish was mine. I pine for him, I know not his name nor see his face, but his hair, oh, his hair is not fair, no, but black, as black as a raven emerges swiftly from the wood, landing on the windowsill. Cocks its head, sizes me up with its beady eyes. Yes, his hair is as black as this raven's feathers. Speedily it flaps away. I feel inclined to follow. I need to break free of this cage that confines me. I know I shouldn't, but this hollowness inside yearns to be filled. I take a deep breath. I walk a day. <laughs> Perhaps it'll lead me astray. The rain continues its pitters and patters, drumming as I, humming, escape to the garden. It waits at the edge of the wood, beady eyes staring, with my hood pulled tightly round myself. We set off, flee into the trees. <sighs> Feels like we're going in circles. How many days, hours, minutes have passed? The wood never seemed this fast, I'm sure of it. Absurd to have been lured by a bloody bird. Where are you taking me? It swerves, stops, stares. Right, this raven's really getting on my bloody nerves. So I throw a stone, lose my balance and with a groan, slide in the mud, crash, thud, dash my head against a rock, swearing, my brain searing with pain. A blink, it's still staring, mocking me. Beak open wide, guffawing if ravens could. Should have stayed indoors instead of coming to the wood. With all my might I managed to stand. Suddenly, I see a strand of flaming hair. Hear the sound of someone singing like a hummingbird trapped in its cage. Try to follow, race after, chase the strands of hair around corners of trees, leaving behind a trail of debris. Until I come across a clearing. A clearing of bluebells. Hundreds of them, surrounding a modest dwelling. There she waits, pale skin almost translucent, eyes full of sorrow. She beckons me, holds out her hand, demands a come. I feel like I should run, race back to my cage, back to safety. But I find myself stepping forward, reaching for her palm. Truly, I'm completely calm, as our fingertips connect. She isn't cold like I'd expected, but warm. And I see through her eyes, she and I are one. I see her lonely existence, isolated here, the woodland growing, closing in. I see her past, stolen as a child for her beauty, hidden away in this wild wood. I see her future, her love, hair like raven's feathers, 
lips as red as blood, seeping out of him as he is killed. I see her sorrow and grasp my head as the pain I felt before returns, as she throws herself, dashing her head against a rock. Then nothing. Blackness. I fall to my knees. Bluebells. Of course. Reach forward and pick one, inhaling deeply. Everlasting constancy. I gaze around at the hundreds of them, feeling both her pain and devotion. She loves him still, and I suppose always will. This is the place she feels safe, her haven, before the foreboding of the raven, before she saw it in this very wood, feasting on a lamb, before she swore she'd marry a man with hair as black as that same raven's feathers and lips as red as that very lamb's blood, before she met him. Everlasting constancy. A warning. I should have stayed away. Go back now to my cage, isolated. Safe. With all my might, I managed to stand. My head, it pounds. The humming. The bluebells. The dwelling gone. I hear the sound of the raven, cawing, beak open, wide, guffawing, staring at me with its beady eyes. Speedily it flaps away. I follow, racing to keep up. Hear a bark in the distance, a dog bounds towards me, knocking me yet again to the ground. Today is not my day. His owner appears, apologises, with lips as red as blood reaches out his hand, his hair as black as raven's feathers. Feel like I should run, race back to my cage, back to safety. I know I shouldn't, but I reach for his palm and smile, truly and completely calm. McRoberts, reading her own monologue, The Raven's Call. There will be more from Karis on the podcast in the next few weeks. Ravens also feature in our next audio drama production, The Seeing Trees, which is written by Caitlin Felix. We'll hear a trailer shortly, but first, here's Caitlin. Hi, I'm Caitlin Felix. I'm American and I live in Switzerland. I'm a novelist and writer of fantasy and historical fiction with a mythological focus. I'm the author of the folk horror story, The Seeing Trees, which has been fantastically adapted into an upcoming audio drama from the Alternative Stories and Fake Realities podcast. Ravens have always been fascinating to me. For one thing, they're extremely clever and affectionate. They have even been observed to function in large family groups with matriarchs and underlings. They also hold an incredible symbolism in many mythologies, including Norse mythology, which is where I drew inspiration for seeing trees. The most recognizable ravens from Norse myth are, of course, Hugin and Munin. These birds are companions of Odin, the principal god of the pantheon. 
The names Hugin and Munin translate to thought and memory. Odin sends out the ravens into the world to gather information to bring back to him. To the Vikings, ravens might have been seen to be omens or messages from the gods. The raven in the seeing trees brings a lot of mystery and uncertainty to the story, certainly a great amount of fear. We don't know why it's there or what its purpose is. Is it from the gods? Is it just a bird? What does it want? It's a dream come true to have a short story adapted into audio. It's something I've never done before, so there was a large learning curve attached to it. Short stories and scripts are very different formats, so I had a lot of fun with it. I couldn't be more grateful to work with Chris Gregory and our fantastic cast. Hearing my words performed for the first time was almost an out-of-body experience for me. It brought tears to my eyes and shivers up my spine. The actors are truly gifted. I threw them quite a few challenges, including the recitation of a poem in the original Old Norse, using the reconstructed medieval pronunciation. I can't wait to hear the finished product. The actors have done an incredible job with the story, prepared to be terrified and awed at the same time. The Alternative Stories and Fake Realities Podcast. Audio drama, poetry, fiction. The Seeing Trees by Caitlin Felix. They can't hear it. But I do. <laughs> I hear the trees whispering. It's that raven. It frightens me. It chills my bones and gives me goosebumps. It's as though it can send its presence right inside me, right inside my body. I, I can't explain it. Don't you feel it? They say the knots in the bark of the trees look like cat's eyes, piercing and unfeeling in their gazes. But I think they're more than that, not just unfeeling, but malicious and cunning. My name is Trigvi. My family lives in a long house at the far edge of the forest. The closest village is a good day's walk. You've seen it, the raven. Have you, Trigvi? Yes, it's there. It's in the trees just beside the path. I threw a stone at the raven today, Trigvi. It hissed at me, flew away and came back with a bloody eyeball. Dropped it at my feet like a threat. Chilled me to my marrow. Let us all be ravens! The first time we passed underneath its perch at the tree line, only a year ago, my father called the raven an omen. Now, every time we enter the forest, it follows us, hopping from branch to branch. choked by the smoke, the sound of the rain and the hateful stares from my brother, the walls closing around me every minute of every day, the suffocation crawls a little further up my throat, 
It congeals in my lungs and fills my gut with an urgency bordering on panic. I need to get away. I can't take one more moment with him. Trigvi, come back! You'll catch your death outside! I am currently seeking agent representation for a fantasy horror novel called Draugr, which came from my love of archaeology and Viking mythology. I also have begun work on a historical fiction retelling of the Sigurdrifa Valkyrie myth taken from the Poetic Edda. My published work includes a short fairy tale, which is featured in the Kyanite Press Winter Digest from 2018, and a personal essay in Chicken Soup for the Soul. You can find me on Twitter at katiegirl90 or at katiefelix.com. That was Caitlin Felix talking about the seeing trees. The audio drama will feature in our next podcast, and you'll hear Charlie Richards, Tiffany Clare, Louie Watson, and Amy Forrest in the main parts. Last week, Alternative Stories was lucky enough to be invited to submit a short piece to the BBC Radio 4 Extra Show Podcast Radio Hour. If you've never listened to this program, it is a weekly, hour-long roundup of podcast news and features. We were asked to discuss ways in which production of Alternative Stories had been affected by the COVID-19 crisis. We asked Amy Forrest to voice the piece, and an edited version went out as part of the show. We're reproducing it in full here now. My name's Amy Forrest, and during this pandemic, I have become a part of the creative arts podcast, Alternative Stories and Fake Realities. So we produce audio drama, audio fiction and poetry and during the pandemic we've actually managed to increase our output and grow our listener base. So I mainly work as a stage and screen actor and I've appeared in Small Island at the National Theatre where I played Mrs Ryder. I also have recently been in Call the Midwife and right now I should be performing in Manor at the National Theatre which was written by Moira Buffini. Unfortunately, due to COVID-19, this has been postponed and the theatres have closed, as we all know. So this was when I was actually contacted by Alternative Stories and they asked me if I'd be interested in working with them. And this is great because I can do this entirely from home. I have a home studio and it's perfect because I'm on the right side of the lockdown regulations. So my first job working with them was I was part of a poetry edition called The Witch Bag, which are poems by Sarah Corbett. Then I went on to presenting two podcasts. Now, these were aiming at helping theatre professionals and film professionals like myself adapt into creating audio drama. So one of the shows in particular was an introduction to voice acting. And this was incredibly successful within our acting community because we're all keen to work and, and learn new skills as well. 
Now, next up, I'm appearing in my first audio drama called The Seeing Trees. Now, this is written by Caitlin Felix, so have a look out for that one. I would say podcasters who are making audio dramas and looking for interesting guests to bring onto the shows, this is a really unique opportunity right now to reach out to stage and screen actors because this is a very tricky time of the industry and I'm sure a lot of people would be really interested and keen to be working and learning new skills and getting involved in podcasts. Just do what I did and <laughs> have a have a look on social media sites. If you'd like to have a little listen to alternative stories and fake realities, we are on all major podcast platforms. I look forward to seeing you there. was Amy Forrest in a piece originally produced for Podcast Radio Hour. If you don't already subscribe, you can do so on BBC Sounds, either via the app or by searching for BBC Sounds in your browser. Coming soon on Alternative Stories and Fake Realities, The Lake Isle, a psychological drama featuring Sophie McNair and Kelsey Griffin. More poetry from Cornwall, Our short series continues next week with a podcast featuring Ella Frears, one of the most high-profile young poets in Britain at the moment, whose new collection, Shine Darling, is attracting a good deal of media attention. The Bomb, a science fiction audio drama by British writer Emily Inkpin, and an anthology podcast featuring poetry and prose on the subject of trees, from writers such as Karis McRoberts, Sarah Corbett, Tanya O'Sullivan, and Sarah Colino. You can find more details of these podcasts and the rest of our output by following us on social media, where we post as at storiesalt on Twitter and as at stories.alt on Instagram. Please make sure you subscribe to Alternative Stories and Fake Realities in your favorite podcast app, to have all of this content delivered to you the moment it is released. In the podcast today, you heard the voices of Karis McRoberts, whose monologue, The Raven's Call, was reproduced with her permission. Caitlin Felix, the cast of The Seen Trees, Amy Forrest, and your presenter, me, Kelly Winkler. Raven was an Alternative Stories 2020 production for the Alternative Stories and Fake Realities podcast. The Alternative Stories and Fake Realities podcast. Audio drama, poetry fiction.